and is really one of the most unique contributions that Schumer has made, in addition to which he has a really a gift for being able to reach out to people, especially young people in need, and to bring them in and to give them some kind of a spiritual awareness and to help them in times of need and crisis and to give them an, an in-depth meaning in their lives. He has created communities in, in California. He has created Moshav in Israel and Odi'im, which is still existing today, and which is very making an important contribution to Israeli life. And he gives concerts all over the world of the music that he has created and for which he is so famous. And Shlomo is going to talk to us today about Israel, about New York, he said, about the holiday of Hanukkah, which is the next Jewish holiday that's coming up, the Festival of Lights, in which we commemorate the miracle of the lights burning for eight days when there was only enough oil for one, and which is also a commemoration of the military victory uh, over the Greeks uh, 2,000 years ago. So without any more waste of time, I'm going to my pleasure to introduce Shlomo, who I have known, by the way, since I was your age. Uh, this was a really neglected to say <laughs> that this is uh, uh, our last program for in our series of programs, Jewish Studies, is uh, proud to present to Vanny and uh, on that note, uh, no, no, you're in a context. Great, great, great. You can also mention the other, one of the other organizing bodies. Oh, all right. And I should say that we wouldn't be a Jewish studies program as vital and vital, viable as we are if we didn't have Hillel supporting us, for sure. And do I have to, do I have to talk about all the other organizing bodies? No, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> That's my guitar, it's a little bit of a lousy guitar. Da 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 da
Say the truth, you know. You sure? Sit down. You know, when I'm late, I always say that I have to be late, because if I'm on time, I put them aside to shame, right? Because he's late. So, so at least one person will save the Messiah. <laughs> okay, my beautiful friends, if you could open your hearts for a few minutes. Yesterday, when uh, my friend Ray told me he was coming today to talk about light, I don't think you made it so clear to me. Well, at least I didn't know that it's... Where's Miriam? Hey, here. Hey, that uh, my friend Miriam's class about Israel. And... Um, what a combination, right? Light and the land of Israel. You know what real light is? Real light is not electric light to turn it on and looking for, for a dollar bill and then I find it. That light we always get. That light is always available. Well, there's something so much deeper than that. You know, friends, imagine I meet a person, I look at them, and they know what they look like. So I know their ears, their eyes. Friends, you know something, the things I want to talk to you about need concentration. Have you ever talked about concentration or it's a bad scene? That's why you're here. Maybe that's why I'm not here, you know. Another Messiah is coming. <laughs> Okay, my beautiful friends, please concentrate, yes? You know what the Slonimus says? The Slonimus says the greatest cover-up for light is light. Because if it would be dark, you'd look for light. But you have a little bit of a light, and it covers up that you're not even looking for the real light for the real depths of it. You know why the world is so dark? Because they think they have a little bit light. They have a few books, they have a car, they have a missile. That's all there is to light. That's all there is to it. You know what people call loving each other? Love each other a little bit, are good to each other, and they call that a good relationship. What a cover-up. You know, friends, really, I'm sorry, but when you're one time as a guest, I cannot, I cannot tolerate people talking to each other. Simple as it is. Here, I want to begin from the other side. The Ishbeth says, one of our holy masters says, we always think that the world is afraid of darkness. He says, no, the other way around. 
The world is so comfortable when it's dark. It can feel so good. But Gewalt, you begin shining some light on them. They get all shook up. They run away. There is nothing which frightens the world more than a little bit light. You know, friends, right now, imagine on a political without getting involved in politics. God opens so many gates for the world. God opens so many gates. I mean, was there a darker country than Russia? I don't know if you've been there. I was there in 1971 time. The darkest. There were no young people there. Yeah. When they're 17, then they feel like they're 80. People on the street? Have you ever heard anybody laughing on the streets in Russia? No. If you have to be on the street, you walk fast, get home fast. Who talks on the street? Okay, now, thank God. God opened gates, and it's unbelievable. I was in Russia again, 89, and, and this summer, it's a new country. Unbelievable. So the world should be so happy, thank God. There is a way of bringing peace into the world. Ah, but there are some other people who can't stand it, right? Gotta make another war. Let's destroy it again. Let's destroy the little bit of light there is. Okay, now I want to share with you something. Have you ever noticed? Imagine you walk into a room and people tell each other dirty jokes. The dark people feel so comfortable. But imagine you walk into a room and there's so much light in the room. It's so beautiful. People sit there and elevate their consciousness a little bit higher. They walk out. Can't stand it. And again, without imposing upon anybody. You know, God said to Abraham, Leave the whole world behind you and go to the land which I will show you. And our holy rabbis are asking, Abraham had clear prophecy. Why didn't God say to Abraham, hey, listen, wherever you are, you see over there, that's Israel. Abraham can be in New York and can see very clearly Tel Aviv. Why did he have to go there? This is what our holy rabbis tell us. To see the land of Israel is deeper than prophecy. It's deeper than prophecy. And I want you to know the Ishbitza says to see another human being is deeper than prophecy. You can be a prophet and I'll tell you exactly what will happen a thousand years from now. You know what is possible? I don't know my own children. I don't know my own wife or my own husband. That kind of light, that kind of light, oh, this is so heavenly, this is so heavenly. You know, friends, I personally, I'm sorry, you know. 
You know, friends, I'm not even angry at the world for persecuting Israel. You know what the problem is? They've never seen the land. They've never seen it. They don't know what it is. I'm not even angry at people who hate each other. You know what the problem is? Never seen each other. Never seen each other. Yeah, they've seen their noses, their ears. Never seen the inside. The inside. Let me ask you, my beautiful friends, without being personal, how many of us could say, my parents really saw me? Because it takes more than bringing a child into the world to see the child. How many husbands and wives can say, oh, you know, my husband really knows me. My wife really knows me. So here I want you to know the headquarters for the deepest light in the world, for the deepest. Really seeing the inside of the inside. For the inside of the inside, this is what Israel is all about. It's the land of the inside light. Now please don't take me wrong, I travel over the world, I absolutely love the whole world. It is all beautiful. But Jerusalem, oh, this inside light. Inside, inside, inside. And you know, my beautiful friends, You know, maybe according to some people, the greatest privilege in the world is to be right. Oh, thank God, I'm right. As far as I'm concerned, the greatest privilege in the world is when God shows you how wrong you are. You are wrong. It's so much deeper than you'll ever know. I just want to share with you a story which may not be 100% to the point, but it's a little bit to the point. I think I told it to some of you. Um, in Europe, there's a certain city. There's a certain city in Europe, and the davening there, the praying, Shabbos morning is the closest I could possibly imagine, but maybe before the Second World War. And a lot of times when I'm going to Israel, I stop there, and I go to the synagogue, and the praying so much fire, so beautiful. The melodies are so good, and just, it's beautiful. That particular year, already 15 years ago. I come there Shabbos morning, Saturday morning, and the person who is the cantor, first of all, has no voice. He absolutely has no voice. And then his melodies, I mean, really, even scotch tape couldn't help. And he doesn't know the words. He can't even read Hebrew. So I was sure. Most probably he's a rich man, and he has the onset of his father. Most probably he went, says, I donate $800 to the synagogue, and I said, what a disgusting thing. You can't even buy God for money at this point. And I thought, that's disgusting. I'm not going to take part in this praying. I went to a corner and I tried to pray for myself. But whenever I heard his voice, got the creeps. What can you do? Then you know that some of you have been in the synagogue at a certain point of the service. You open the Holy Ark, 
and you take out the Holy Scroll, and then you walk around among the people, everybody kisses the Holy Scroll. And uh, in that synagogue, the Holy Ark is just a few steps up. And at this point, who cares? You have to join the community. I'm going up there, and I see the two people are holding the canter, holding him. I said to somebody, why are they holding him? And they said to me, why, you didn't know him? He's a blind canter of Lemberg. Before the Second World War, he was a canter in the biggest synagogue in Lemberg. Thousands of people, one of the best tenors we had. Never when he was in Auschwitz. Not only he lost his voice, I could look at him, I saw scars over his face. Never, they whipped him so much over his face, there's no eyes. And people were begging him, please, one more time, be our cantor. He says, no, I don't know the words, I don't know the melodies, I have no more voice. They begged him so much. Friends, can you imagine how much this person was crying before God? Can you imagine where he reached? I want you to know I was so ashamed of myself. I don't ever remember being so ashamed. I thought to myself, what's... I don't even have ears. This person was really praying. Maybe never in my life I'll ever reach for one second to pray like him. And you know what it is, whenever you're just at the end, that God has compassion upon you, and someone comes to console you. Okay, I'm just really about sinking below sea level. And this Nabuch, this holy canter, two people are holding him, and he walks around. And then when, when he passes you by, the custom is you kiss the holy scroll. Instead of kissing the holy scroll, he kissed his hand. I couldn't go up and tell him, forgive me, you know? So he turned to the people who were walking with him. He says, who kissed my hand? Someone says, ah, oh, Shlomikalba. He stopped, you know, God give me back my soul. He says to me, hey, Shlomikalba. He says, I like your song. Oh, I says, thank God, Hashem, you know? I said to him, he says, holy cantor. I'm just your biggest follower in the world. I'm your biggest follower in the world. I want you to know, I stayed there for another week just to have the privilege of taking walks with him every day was so special. So special. And the most special thing is because four weeks later I called up and they told me he had left the world already. You know what I mean to tell you? You know how much darkness? You know, if I would have come to the synagogue and someone told me, oh, you know, this blind person is davening. I wouldn't have gotten the depth, the light, the deepest depth. But because I went through so much darkness, I was so off. But you know, friends, we Jewish people went through darkness of 2,000 years to go back to Israel. Oh, it's a different life. 
What a light is shining into us right now. So deep. Kibbutz deep. And you know, friends, it's crazy. You know, my beautiful friends, you know, friends, you know how much Israel is the center of the world? Not to be believed. You know, I mentioned before, in 1970, I was in Russia, and they have this tourist hotel, and um, every morning there's a little English newspaper was put, not today, 1970, under the door. I mean, you know how, how vast Russia is? The biggest in the world, right? And you know what was in this newspaper? The whole newspaper was talking about Israel. The newspaper said, if not for Israel, if not for Israel, there would be peace in the world. Russia is bringing peace to the world, and Israel doesn't let. I thought, was this crazy? Here, I'm a tourist, I'm coming to Russia to hear about Russia. Why are they putting Israel on me? You know why Israel is so important? It's a country of life. But you know what it is, and here I want you to open your heart. According to holy Kabbalistic tradition, there is two kinds of lights in the world. There is a light of information. It's also a great light. Wonder one is two. It's an unbelievable light, right? Imagine if wonder one is not two, then everything is falling apart, right? A whole science today, most of them. Wonder one is two, right? So it's a great light. But this is the kind of light Someone explains to you, take your toes or your fingers and count one and one is two, you know it. Then there's a deeper kind of a thing. Because the deeper steps of life, of life is, you only learn by mistakes. Only by mistakes. I want to tell you something. I don't know the subways in Montreal, I know the subway in New York. Here I'm sitting on the subway and suddenly I can't believe it. This absolute beautiful girl is sitting on the other side and it's clear to me in my heart this is my soulmate. No. Okay, I'm walking after her and I say, Hey, where are you from? Let's say she tells me Borough Park, right? And uh, what's going on there? What's her name? Let's say my name is Hannah. What's your telephone? Oh, Borough Park number 535. 365, let's say. Don't have a pen, oh, I don't have a pencil. In the meantime, the door opens, she's gone. I'm coming home, 435, that I remember. Was it 3365 or 3566? Can't you remember? Open your hands, right? Can't you imagine for 2,000 years, I'm dialing every combination? And suddenly, by mistake, I died the right combination without knowing what it is. And she's on the phone. You know what Jesus is? Come Will you tell me that if I would written down her telephone number and dialed after half hour dialed her number, is it the same? I want you to know, according to our tradition, Israel is the headquarters of 
for learning my mistakes. It's so deep, it's so deep. You know Hanukkah? Hanukkah is the only holiday we have which happened in Israel. You know, we have Passover, happened in Egypt. Shavuot giving the Torah on Mount Sinai outside Israel. Purim definitely in Shushan, right? In Iran. Hanukkah is a holiday. They defied the Holy Temple. The Greeks took over and there was nothing left. And we started over again. And here I want you to know something. Why is it so hard to learn from mistakes? Because imagine I make the same mistake 2,000 times. You know what happens to me? I don't have strength anymore. I'm giving up. You know what that means? There's one light which was there for one night. It couldn't last anymore. We're at the end. I just have strength for one more day, that's it. You know, until the Maccabees came, why did we have, why did we give up? Because we don't have strength, we are too, we don't have the strength. We are just a few, and there's this huge world, an army of 500,000. What is the greatest light in the world? The greatest light in the world is to realize. You can still do it. You can still do it. And even if the whole world tells you you'll never make it, if nature tells you, if every professor in the world says you can't, but you know who tells you you can? This inside light, the deepest, deepest light in the world. You know what the greatest light in the world is? The greatest light in the world is that you can do it. There is nothing in the world you cannot do. There is nothing in the world. Someone shows you black or white, hey, you can't do it. This light will last for one day, then it's over. Do you know what the land of Israel is all about? Everybody says, forget it, it's over, right? Don't you see there, the majority, more than the majority, they stone you out, they stone you in, everybody's against you, give up. Move out. You know, when you and I, when we come to the holy wall, what is shining into us? You know what's shining into us? You can always do it. You can still do it. And you have to do it. And it's so good to do it. And it's so easy to do it. I want you to know, friends, everybody's asking, why don't we celebrate the military victory? And again, I mentioned it last night. Let it be clear to you, friends. You know how I know that the Maccabees are unbelievable heroes? Because world history is completely ignoring them. I don't know if it's sounding anti-Semitic or anti-anti-Semitic. Do you know the world is ignoring the Second World War, story about the six million, they don't mention it. In the history books of the world, it does not appear. Maybe two sentences. I mean, the greatest crime history of the world.
killing six million people. So many messiahs are coming today, what's going on there? Fence the floor is big. Some of this when they finish with them saying. You know, my beautiful friends, according to holy tradition, Hanukkah, the festival of light, is the end of Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, I'm standing before God and I tell God all my mistakes and I say to God, oh, I'll be better next year. How does it sound to you? It's okay, right? Can you imagine me standing over the Hanukkah lights and telling God all my mistakes? You know what God would tell me? Could you please change the subject, you know, really? What's going on with you? You're talking about darkness in front of so much light. You know what Hanukkah is? When I kill the Hanukkah light and my soul is shining into me, I realize Despite all the mistakes I've ever made, give out of my strong. Give out of my everlasting. Give out I can do it every time. You know what you bench Hanukkah, friends? I don't know if some of you are privileged to see, not, you know, someone who's just, I once saw a person in between phone calls benching Hanukkah, and while he's one hand candling and the other one he's dialing, I'm not talking about this kind of Hanukkah expansion. The real man. The real Putting your heart on fire. You know, beautiful friends, let me ask you, how many of you and I and all of us, how often have we ever tasted the light of our own soul? Forget about the world. Forget about the rest. My own soul. What do we know about ourselves? I know that. I brush my teeth, wash my face, put on a clean shirt. What else do you know? I have a few books. What else? I have a few titles hanging on the wall. What else? What do you know about your inside? And I don't mean our psychological inside. Soul inside. The inside of the inside of the inside. And you know, friends, on Hanukkah is one holiday. Every person has to kindle his own candle. You know why the world is so special? You know, when Ahmed says, only a yente says the same thing twice, right? God doesn't do the same thing twice. You know why the world is so beautiful? There is not one country the same like another country. There is not one human being the same like another human being. And you know what the biggest downfall of a family is? That parents think, because they're my children, they're the same like me. It's not true. Yes, I'm the father, the mother, my children. Have they all night. So much life. And I want you to know, according to holy tradition, 
Chanukim and you bench Chanukim, first of all, you can see your own night. What a privilege, what a privilege for a person once in their life. You know, friends, if I have two million dollars in the bank, I'm not standing on street corners begging, begging for quarters. You know the way we live? Like spiritual beggars. They're millionaires. They're billionaires. We have so much. We have so much. You know, friends, if every person in the world would know how much they have in their heart, they wouldn't have time to hate. What's there to hate? I am I, you are you. And I'm so glad you are you. Because you are something else. Have you ever heard an apple in, in, in a pear having a world war? You know, chutzpah. I'm an apple, how come you're a pear, right? Have you ever seen like a horses and oxes? I mean, this is really terrible. Oxes say to a horse, chutzpah, how dare you being a horse? And we human beings are so slow in learning. I mentioned it last night. You know what was the most terrible thing? The Second World War, the Germans? They gave people numbers. Hanukkah is anti numbers. Anti numbers. And here I want you to know something awesome. You know what's What's so bad about going into war, God forbid, what happened to the soldiers? Bad numbers. They stopped being an individual. Do you know why the, why, the, why the Maccabees won the war against the Greeks? Because the soldiers of Judah Maccabee were not numbers. Everybody has a name. But he has a name. And at the end of the prayer, it says, The Hoydas or the Hallel is Shimcha Guru to your great name. You know how I make God's name small? When I give people's numbers, when I give people numbers. People who are created in God's image. Chanukah, every person has a different side. And you know, my beautiful friends, I'm sure you too, I travel a little bit around the world. What a privilege to see the light in every country. I want to share with you something awesome. You know, King Solomon had a thousand wives. So if some of us are very coarse, <laughs> you know, real playboy. But anybody who knows, this is not worth it. You know what the story is? King Solomon wanted to taste the light of every country in the world. He wanted so much. He wanted so much to know what the Chinese are all about. He wanted to know what Sweden is all about. He wanted to know what the Eskimos are all about. So the Zohar Kodesh says, he married in every country the one girl who embodied in her soul the deepest depths of that country. The deepest depths of that country. 
Do you know what we're doing on Hanukkah? Here I'm a Jew. I'm killing the inside of my light. And I open the door to the world and say, world, please, please, can you let your light also shine? Can you open all your doors? Can you open your doors also? I want to know more than where you are. It's not enough for me to know that Rome is in Italy, Athens is in Greece, and, and Amsterdam is in Holland. I want to know the inside of the inside. Inside of the inside. You know, friends, you know what light is? Light is this one thing which has no word. Because if it has words, it's beautiful. But then it's the light of information. The real light, the light behind all those lights. Sometimes you have to go through so much darkness. You have to make so many mistakes till you get there. You know, I don't have to tell you, friends, right now, right now the world is really on the crossroad. On one hand, what an opening. You know, I was just in Germany last week. Strange, I talk to people on the street, you know. Some people say, oh, it's wonderful. And then people say, no, it's terrible, it's disgusting. But you know what I realize? They don't know the inside of the story. They don't know the inside. Friends, I bless you to become inside people. Inside of the inside of the inside. And you know, friends, if someone tells you they love you, but they don't know the inside of your light, they're lying to you. They're looking at you like an object. They know the color of your eyes and your nose. Inside. And you know what insight is, friends? I want you to know, according to holy tradition, the light of Hanukkah is the light of paradise. Paradise, there's no evil, nothing bad. Just so pure, so good. If someone comes to you and says, you know, I love you, but you have a lot of things you have to change. Don't bother with them. Don't bother with them. You know, maybe they're good friends. When I love somebody, I see the inside light. I see paradise. I see this light, this eternal light, which is so deep. There's no wind which can blow it out. There is no wind in the world. And again, friends, you'll tell me, what good is it if five of us are Hanukkahites? There's a big world. Ah, oh, that's what they what the Maccabees fought for. Do you know that five people can change the world? The Maccabees were 11 people. They changed the world. There's a Rick, Rich, or Rick. Want to play a little bit? Come on. No, let's go.
not in tune with who cares. What? No, first I didn't give me, give me your E.
But beyond everything else, I want you to know, put my lips on you, and I'm telling you, you know something? I know the taste of your soul. But you know, when you kiss somebody, automatically, you close your eyes. You know why? Because the light of someone's soul, you can only see it with closed eyes. It is so deep, it's so deep. God, it's so deep. You know, children, when they are born, they keep their eyes closed. You know why? They want to taste the soul of their parents first. They want to see who are my parents. And you know, friends, Hanukkah is actually the holiday. All year long I need to close my eyes in order to see it. But then once a year on Hanukkah, I open my eyes. And when the light of Hanukkah light hits my eyes, I'll become a different person. Become a different person. You know how beautiful the world is, how beautiful the world could be, and how beautiful the world will be, hopefully. You know what it is? I want you to know something, I don't want to get involved in politics here. You know when people tell you about what's going on in Israel, you know I just said to someone last week, Esau complains that Jacob stole his blessings, right? So 22 years later Esau wants to kill Jacob. Let me ask you something. How much stealing did Esau do in those 22 years? Esau kills and steals and rapes day and night. That's his philosophy. So he says, Jacob stole my blessing, right? You know what the biggest joke in the world is? People who kill each other in the thousands come to us that we are not treating them well. It's the biggest joke in the world. It is the biggest joke in the world. You know, we only know half. We only know half. But above all, I want you to know that if not for politics, you know, I once, again, I hate to be political, I once spoke to, to a cousin, an Arab, and we talked to each other. I said to him, you know something? The only friends you have is us Jews. The only good friends you have. The only good friends. Because they, their leaders, don't give a damn if they're alive or dead. They don't care. Absolutely don't care for them. They're just taking advantage of them. Do you know, friends, how much money was collected for the Arab refugees? Do you know how many billions? If they would give it out to the poor refugees, everybody would have approximately three million dollars. Every single person of the refugees. They never seen even a penny. Because they are good friends, the leaders took it all away. Let me tell you something, friends. You know what? There's a passage in this, in Isaiah, it says, My people don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to be ashamed. I'm sure we make mistakes, because Israel is the headquarters for mistakes. If you make mistakes day and night, I'm admitting it. I'll never deny it. But the moment we see you made a mistake, try not to do it again. They are not mistaking. They want to make a mistake. They want to kill. 
They want to steal. They want to rape. You know, friends, I can only tell you one thing. I spoke to a little girl in the old city. And she said to me, you know something? I'm so glad there's Israeli police. Because my father sold me last week for $80 to an old man. But this the newspapers don't bring, right? Friends, I'm telling you something. Israel is so human. And it's human to make mistakes with Kabbalah. He's so careful in his life. And I want you to know, do you know how holy the soldiers are? The world hasn't seen them yet. The Maccabees haven't even known, been noticed yet after 3,000 years. The world doesn't even acknowledge them. I just want to tell you one fast thing, look at Hanukkah. I want you to know at the end of the Yom Kippur War, and you know the Sixth Day War was bad, but Yom Kippur War was more terrible because the weapons were more deadly. And it was playing in hospitals. So a girl of 16, she's a high school girl, and she's a volunteer in the hospital, comes to me. She says, can you do me a very big favor? You know, I don't have to tell you how they treated our soldiers on the other side. But us, they were lying in the hospital, one bed next to the other, treated the same way. So she says to me, I want you to know I'm taking care here of, of a little Arab boy, 18 years old. Remember, they had to amputate his foot, and he's so sad. And can you please talk to him a little bit? I woke up to him and I kissed him and I started talking to him a little bit. And uh, heartbreaking, right? For what? Who chased him into a war? Okay, I talked to him a little bit. Then the same girl, and she was so happy that I talked to him a little bit. Then the same girl says to me, can you do me a big favor? You know my boyfriend? So I'll see him in the hospital. Well, there she took me up to the third floor. The third floor are those you can't even recognize anymore. Have no faces. I want you to know, I could not believe the holiness of this girl. The holiness of this girl. She should say to me, damn those, damn them. Look what they did to my boyfriend. And she had the heart, takes me first to an Arab, and then to her boyfriend. I said to my chavo, you know, this is a simple little girl. You know why she's so holy? Because she is the daughter of the Holy Land. The Holy Land is the land of the light of Hanukkah, inside light. You know the way she looked at this Arab boy? It's inside light. Now she sees a little broken boy who has no more food, right? Different eyes, different eyes. Friends, I bless you and me with different eyes. Eyes who look at the world. I look at the world with different eyes. And maybe one day, one day, the world will also look at us with different eyes. Gotta sing another good song, sing a few minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And you can sit there for two hours listening or not listening. If your doors are closed, so I wasted my time and I wasted your time. I'm sorry I wasted your time. I'm sorry I didn't tell you any dirty jokes. It would have gotten their attention, you know. But it's heartbreaking. We're living in a world which needs so much depth. So much depth. We don't need more politicians, we need people with inside, inside people. You know, you can go to university and get 15 PhDs, and I don't know what be in the New York Times every day, but where are you? You're behind closed doors, dark inside. It's possible. Friends, I'm, I'm, I'm blessing you and me and all of us. You know who is a lonely person? whose doors are shut inside. Not one ray of light is coming out. Not one ray of light is coming in. Friends, I want to bless you and me. We should see a world with open doors, with light shining in, shining out. You know what the Ishbitza says? People are not so much stingy with their money, but they're so stingy to give a little light to somebody else. Friends, Hanukkah is anti-pettiness, anti-stinginess. You know, I have seen people who officially love each other, but go out there so stingy with each other. I know husbands who would buy any any house in, in, in Monte Carlo for their wife. But what about the little light? Inside, 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 inside. Friends, I bless you and me to be inside people, not to be stingy. And, uh, you know, we are living in a world full of homeless people, but the real homeless people are not the ones who live on the street. The real homeless people are the ones who live in palaces, but they have no place in their own house. No place in their own house because they don't even have the key to their own door. Anyway, Mamas, thank you so much, William, for inviting me. Thank you, Ray. And maybe we have two seconds. How about clapping one time, like mentioned, you know?
think it all zaps us with some something that, that we all need at this time of year. And I uh, hope that we can have enough enough fire in us to keep keep other fires burning. Thank you. Thanks very much for coming through. <laughs>